I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Clicking Balls 2017 season primer for the Sydney Swans. My name is Heath and with me is Josh. Hello. And Brenton. G'day. Uh, so, Sydney in 2016, we'll have a look back for first. Uh, a minor premiership with 17 wins. Um, yeah. I have to say, uh, they look like the best side for the majority of the year. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a very crazy season trying to decide who was who was on top of who in yeah. regards to who. Very <laughs> tight top four. Yeah, so the fact that they managed to put their head above everyone else was obviously a credit to their midfield mainly. Um, but I thought overall a pretty good season. Yeah, pretty good coaching to get there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was impressed with Luke Parker because he was my tip for Brownlow at the start yeah. of the year. And then every time he played a good game, I made sure I told everybody that he was my tip for <laughs> Brownlow at the start of the year. Um, didn't quite get there for me, so really it's a letdown for him. A poor year. Yeah, it cost me five bucks. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that people that stepped up, uh, they seem to be a team that recruits well as, as well. I think that's their main strength is getting... Well, they draft well. Good people, yeah. They draft well. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they've got a good little academy there as well, don't they? Uh, they've got some uh, primary... Quite a big area that they get to pull from. Well, that's the other thing. They had the rising star in uh, Callum Mills, yep. um, who running out of the back line, um, yep. which is interesting because the rising star is usually the best midfielder. Or Yeah, well, I mean, he's just... I think he was a midfielder, wasn't Every he? award is best midfielder at the moment. Like well, midfielder in TA... Or in, um, what's the league he was in? Nifl? Nifl, is that what they call it? North I think... Yeah. 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 One of those. Anyway, someone will tell us. <laughs> um sure. But he was uh, on baller, I thought, and killed it. So yeah. it's amazing that he managed to make that transition across and play uh, over 20 games. I well, I don't think he's an absolute superstar, but he's a, an above-average player in his first year. Just and, out, and the, that's out of the blocks to play like that yeah. was quite yeah. amazing. But I think, though, these days the back flank is pretty close to a midfield. Like You're pretty much playing yeah. a wing-like yeah. position. You have yeah, to be definitely. attacking. Yeah, you have yeah. to be running through the the middle of the ground through the square and then running straight back if it's coming over your head because you, if yeah. your player runs on with it you're fucked yeah and there are a lot of players that are got to be able to do that as well I mean just the Bulldogs pretty much run there most of the games with Joe Hannison run off the back lines yeah. and uh, Easter Wood run across there as well um, mm. through the first 10 games of the year I thought Buddy was a certainty to kick another century um, he was yeah. looking that good and yeah. could turn it on whenever he wanted yeah, yeah. and I think that yeah, whenever he's not actually in the game, he managed to make he, make himself a presence. Obviously, he's not kicking goals. He's managed to put his, throw his body around, maybe a bit too much, but he's always there, making other people know that yeah. he's there, making other people consider where he is. Well, yeah, um, just the other week, we saw uh, Plugger Lockett turn back up to Sydney, which is fantastic to see him. He's half the man he was, though. Um, Quite literally, yeah. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I'm kind of concerned. When he was uh, on the ground, he looked fit. But when they did the close-up, uh, one-on-one, down the barrel, talking to the camera... He looked emaciated. Yeah. Like uh, the cheeks are so hollow and everything. 
I'm honestly worried about the bloke. I hope he's, I hope he's good. I hope he's just done, you know, maybe he's done some drastic weight loss. Well, apparently very quickly. Or... He was doing the uh, enduro uh, motorcycling. I knew he was doing Jesus. a lot of bike riding. Yeah, like he's doing Dakar style stuff. So, yeah. you know, a whole week on a motorbike kind of stuff. Yeah, he, um, he had a really bad crash, uh, I don't know, 18 months ago. Right. Uh, maybe yeah. two years or something like that. I know, like, a really bad one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, that's why I was hoping it wasn't something like that. <laughs> no, no, just a couple of years back, he was uh, just as uh, stocky as ever. So yeah, that was after yeah. the crash. Um, but yeah, from what I have been told, which th- there is no official nature to that at all, is that he really did strip right down because he was taking his motorcycling pretty seriously. Yeah, good on So him. if he's doing that, fair play to him. I just, I'm just hoping he's healthy. Well, I said, I mean, apparently motorcycle riding is one of the hardest things to do, especially cross country, like motocross Should, yeah. style. And obviously you're carrying an extra 30 kilo on the bike. It's an extra 30 kilo momentum, 30 kilo of bounce and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, the reason I brought him up is because he said that uh, he thought Buddy Franklin could exceed his total, um, which I think is a bit of it's lofty. Word. He's over seven hundred. Yeah, so. yeah. I'd look, I I would never ever say that um, anyone in the history of the game is going to exceed thirteen hundred. Uh, yeah, thirteen hundred. But if you're going to look at any of the players currently running around and say who could. Buddy oh, probably top of the list. Yeah, yeah, by a mile. I mean, he's the only one that. I don't think it's really a uh, second. Is there? It's well, distance. That and he's got uh, the contract. That means yeah. he's <laughs> still got six years to go. But so. it, look, maybe he will. I don't know. I, I honestly don't see. I think the game's past that uh, consistent hundred goal a season era. But hey, maybe maybe he'll just tear it up and kick fifteen hundred. I have no idea. You, you never know. Um, something might change. They might uh, have a designated goal kicker coming in three yeah. years' time. Suddenly, sure. he kick fourteen a goal, uh, fourteen goals a game in for five weeks or so. You never know. Um, I think the other things to mention with Sydney um, is uh, Alia Alia. Um, yep. Who, being uh, Sudanese, so late to the game, yeah. um, it, it means he's got to stand out for two reasons. One is he's Sudanese, so they they like that story. Yep. Um, and he was late for the game, but geez, he looked good down back. He, he, he looks solid. solid. He looks solid. Didn't have a tough role. There's a few times he's playing the loose man down in yeah. defence. However, first year, he still played that role perfectly. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, the thing is. He played that loose man down defence, which isn't a hard role, but it's not a hard hard position for the opposition to cover either. Exactly. Another yeah. person down there, but yeah. he still managed to consistently get himself Keep down well. there and just cut the ball off whenever there was a fast transition. Yeah. And he made smart decisions as well. Mm. Just handballs, what he was capable of, knew his knew his capabilities. Um, that's all he can move. He yeah. consistently contributed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, played thirteen games, I think. So that's yeah. good from straight out of, out of the box. And they missed him in finals. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Absolutely yeah. missed him. Yeah. So yeah, he was one that I pegged as having a big season. I thought he's really someone that you can. Um, structure your your defense and you're setting up your offense around. Uh, it's just a matter of learning the game a bit more. Mm. What did you make of Sydney's finals campaign? Because uh, first up, a loss to GWS, then bounced back with two. The following two weeks were unbelievably good, yeah. and then obviously the grand final. Oh, they underachieved. Like if you win the minor premiership, yeah. you're, you're after a premier a premiership. Like that's that's just where it is. But um, yeah, the loss to GWS to me is the the telling one. Yeah. Um, the, the grand final. They got beat, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I just there's no reason they should have lost to GWS, except for the fact that GWS are you know going to be the team to beat this year. But uh, City should have had it. They'll never say it internally, or, or maybe they'll never say it externally. But I yeah. know a few fans might have inked towards it, but they were unlucky. They were unlucky in the fact that um, against GWS, Josh Kennedy got knocked. Well, not knocked out, but got concussed in the first quarter. Yeah, and Stevie J got suspended for it. Yeah, um, to me that was the um, 
part that killed GWS this season um, because they were probably the, looking at flag favourites and then Stevie J drops out all of a sudden they lose finals experience and they're looking like you know not quite as solid around the forward line well, and they only lost the prelim by a kick wasn't it exactly and if you think Stevie J doesn't make one kick difference then uh, I don't know why he's there then well you know you ask, you ask anyone around and they'll say he's worth at least a goal you ask him yeah. he's worth 10 yeah exactly. that's uh, fair play to him but uh, that uh, hurt because Josh Kennedy's output um, during that game was well down but yeah. you can understand it because he was seeing stars. Um, and they showed the, the following week against Adelaide, that was one of their best games of the year. Yeah. And uh, Geelong. You know, they touched up Geelong away from home twice in the one season. That's a fair effort. That was mm. two, yeah. yeah. And you, but Geelong played some home, home games at Etihad now, don't they? Occasionally, yeah. Uh, they why, didn't play against Sydney, though. Why are they doing that, do we know? Better crowd. Yeah, numbers. Uh, right, right, yeah. Because it feels like um, that, you know, the... Sort of not superstition, but that hesitance to go down to Geelong to play football is, doesn't have that same meaning behind it anymore. Like people aren't scared. I think they're doing developments down there as well, so the grounds not uh, the capacity isn't as big as what it uh, will be. Yeah, but no. I mean the whole town's sort of falling down around them as well. So that as well. Yeah, to, be, to be honest, I, I love Cardinia Park. What's it, what's it good now these days? Oh, no, no, Steel no. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I I really enjoy that ground because it's like what Adelaide Oval used to be. Uh, back when you had the hill and everything like that. Yeah. It's just a, a great ground. Like, granted, yeah, the, the team buses do, do pull up on the curb and the players have to sort of walk through the crowd to get to the shade rooms. But, you know, the, it's got character. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the game that Sydney won down there um, was the week with all the bullshit through the media with uh, Kieran Jack oh, playing yeah. his 200th oh, game yeah. and the whole family stuff, which family is one. a real shame. Yeah. Um, but to then turn up and play the way they did yep. just says everything about um, yeah, what they've got going on. No, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit Mitch Johnson- Johnson-ish. And then uh, in the grand final, again, like Bulldogs won, but uh, Sydney were a little bit unlucky. Like Buddy copped an injury early. Then I think Hanbury copped an injury late in what yep. should have been a free kick. Yeah. Never mind about the free kick count. It's the rub of the green. And the rub of the green went the Bulldogs way. That happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sydney have had their fair share of rub of the green, so can't be too have. felt hard done by. Let's be honest. I think probably 95% of people who follow AFL were going for the Bulldogs that day. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like it was meant to be. So, yeah, like you can't be too upset if you're a Sydney. They've got a great list and there's not much has changed this season. It's only some young kids that are going to develop, you know, another year of development and yeah. going to be even better coming into 2017 season. But on, on paper, probably the best side throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and obviously minor premiership um, is what yeah. backed that up. Backs that up, yeah. Um, even though it was very tight at the top. Yep. Um, so let's have a look at their list changes over the off-season. Uh, firstly, on the outs, we've got two Richards uh, we've gone out. Ted Richards, who uh, retired, it probably went one season too long. Oh, let's be honest, he was probably seven seasons over what he's ever deserved to play. He looked like he was never going to make it when he left Essendon. Yeah. Um, became an All-Australian. Yep. Yeah, much premiership player at Sydney. Just one of the hard work and effort, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely it was. Um, it, it's a shame that his last game was the NEFL Grand Final and he dropped the mark that might have cost them the game. Yep. yep. Um, but anyway, that's it. You take the good with the bad. Yeah, no... Uh no Leo Barry there. Yeah, no no. fairy tales have happy endings. Not all of them. Um, and then, speaking of which, Xavier Richards, who sort of flirted with trying to come to Melbourne, and uh, I think he had a co- contract on the table and from the Swans and said no. Yep. And now he's playing, uh, I think he's playing for university in the NEFL this year. So, well, yeah. 
Jury's still out on him, then he's on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't have him in the best 22, but he did play in the grand final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him. It's like, who was the other person that tried to shop around and turn down some deals? Brisbane. Then, Brisbane, yeah. uh, Who was that? Uh, Rockliffe. Rockliffe, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's always interesting to see with the new free agency, well, not new now, but yeah. free agency rules that uh, some people aren't really worth as what they thought, aren't really in demand as what they thought they were. Yeah. yeah there is a small part of you that kind of thinks, yeah, good on you. Yeah. Like you see blokes who, oh, we've got a, a three year, 500 grand a year contract. They're like, oh, I'm worth yeah. more than that. And to be told, you know, maybe no, not. No, you're yeah. not. But that part of me is a cunt. Because, <laughs> because I'm, not, I'm not denying that. In my, if I, my, my, in my job, if I shopped around, you'd think, yeah, well, that's reasonable. That's acceptable. You know what I mean? But some for football players like, no, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Benny McGlynn um, called time on his career uh, at age 31, I think, and had his fair share of injuries as yeah. well. Um, he's a bit unlucky, Benny, because he's played in a few losing grand finals and missed some other grand finals with injury. Yeah. Um, so never got the final, uh, the, the, the big cup, but um, certainly got the most out of his career. And, and he's done exceptionally well. Yeah, another one that sort of played, played that role player in Sydney and did it well. He, um, for he, all his failings at Hawthorne, um, he was never failed for lack of effort. Yeah. And that's yep. something. Yeah, just a little bit of lack of talent. Uh, and size. Yeah. He, he's a small lad. Yeah. But uh, he's done all right. Uh, Tom Derricks uh, leaves as well as Toby Nankovis. Um, so there's uh, a Ruckman and a part-time Ruckman um, that they've lost there. And yeah, no real damage, I don't think. No, I mean, Ruck is one of the weak spots um, for them, but these guys weren't the answer either. But Nankovis mm. has looked okay in the preseason, but, you know, preseason is preseason. Well, he's yeah, turned but- into a full-time Ruckman, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> with, with their midfield, I could Ruck the bloody thing. <laughs> Just about, yeah. yeah. Uh, and speaking, no, of literally, which, I could. I'm going to. I'm applying for the job. Yeah, good luck. Um, the uh, the other one, obviously, out of the midfield is Tom Mitchell, um, mm. who they've lost. I think purely because they've got superstar midfielders. Yeah, yeah. too many people. Yeah. He, he went south quickly. It's a, it's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's the perfect problem to have. Is too many A grade midfielders, um, and to get rid of your what fifth best midfielder for yeah. a top fifteen pick. Yep. Was, essentially, they've gone in for pick fourteen. Um, you got to say that's a good deal. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And, I mean, and they couldn't afford to pay him what he's probably worth on the open market. So if you force another team to pay overs um, for him in uh, salary cap plus picks, yeah, you've done it right. Yeah, especially rival teams. It's always, always handy. Every yeah, team's a rival chew up team. some chew up some cap space for the others. Yeah, and relieve some for them. Yeah. Um, so on the ends though, uh, because of their cap issues they haven't brought in any big name um, talent um, so it's just really uh, more draft picks for them um, yeah, they got uh, pick 11 and pick 21 yeah I mean uh, that's I mean that's gonna be a good result for them anyway because that's it who, who's gonna put into the squad really yeah. so they're gonna look at what the game plan is and where they're getting exposed by other teams and you make adjustments and they've got the draft picks to be able to do that so yep. it's looking really good for Sydney well I mean and they've had a top five draft pick you know in the last couple of years anyway yeah, so man. they've got the yeah, the, the young players and the age of their list is still good. Yeah, yep. Um, so they'll, they'll work through there. Hmm. Um, let's have a look at their 2017 then. Their double-ups are Carlton, uh, GWS, Hawthorne, the Saints, and the Bulldogs. Uh, so that's not too bad for them because um, Carlton, you, you'd almost book that one in. Yep. And, yeah. And Saints, you'd hope that they... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. They still have the measure, but it'll be a good um, yeah. testing tune-up for them. Oh, they should destroy the Saints. Yeah. Like, but to be honest, the Saints are an upper-comer, but uh, their pass mark will be like top eight, whereas Sydney, their pass might be top Two. Top two. They yeah, need to top I two. think with this games like that, the Saints will be able to be a bit more <clears throat> a bit more free. Like there's not gonna be as much at stake, they're not expected to beat them, so they yeah. can sort of throw caution to the wind in those games. Whereas yeah, true enough. the other game is gonna be obviously a bit more pressure because they know they they must win or need to win games. Whereas this one, they'll probably look at that and go, It's alright to lose that one, I'm not expect to win that one. So mm. to me the telling match though is the Giants. Like uh, yeah. the crosstown rivals, yeah, there's not much rivalry there at the moment. But it could very much be a passing the torch oh, if GWS do what we think they're going to do. I think that rivalry took the biggest step it's ever taken last year yep. when uh, GWS are 1-0 and zero in finals against Sydney. Yep. Mm. Even though Sydney then went further in the final, which is their retort um, yeah. to the 1-0. One one but you want that conversation to be happening. You want yeah. the, the insult and the counter-retort going on. You want uh, Monday morning, uh, different fans are at work in Sydney talking about it. Yeah. And Definitely. NRL followers are going, well, who, what's that? It certainly Sweet helps me. the Paramount of shit too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it looks like, you know, we're, everyone's expecting both teams to play finals again this year. So Cheers. if they have another derby yeah. um, final. Council getting behind it now too. I saw the, those flags up along the streets yep. of this is the home of Gita West and that sort of stuff. So that's mm. always going to help. Um, to be honest, I think they can they can get away from Canberra. but Yeah, yeah I don't think they need to be there. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone wants to stay in Canberra as long as they have to. Well, no, except for fucking Pauline Hanson. He's still <laughs> to get away back in there. Oh, God knows how she keeps doing it. Yeah. Um, so who, who's going to have a big year for Sydney? I mean, we, we know who their superstars are, but yeah. who's going to jump up b- beyond that? One person that did impress me in preseason, which is, you can hardly Still, yeah. hardly yep. say preseason's uh, indicative, but uh, Oliver Florent, uh, only a, a little ad, but yeah, he's got some pace. Yeah, he's there. Was he pick 11, I think? Um, I think so. so. He was their first round draft pick. Yeah. He um, just looked like something special. Um, some of those players that have pace to burn tend to just run like guts and then just kick it stupidly. But he seemed to make decisions. Yeah. Uh, and Sydney have had a good um, opportunity the last couple of years, even though they've been top four, they've still blooded first-year players. Exactly. Like yeah. Heaney, obviously, and yeah. uh, Mills last year. Yeah. Um, so th- there could be opportunities for Florent to get a game. Yeah, and I think they can sort of build yeah. that back line up um, from those players. Like, Alir Alir, I think, is going to try and be a key defender role like almost like um, uh, the floating halfbackman who can set up their running play yep. uh, that'd be a candle for him and you can't he's always going to be a zone breaker as well like that sort of role but um, I think Heaney's going to keep on becoming almost like uh, James Hurd uh, Warwick Kappa hybrid or something yep. like that yeah. where he can play that small little play around goals uh, oh. also push down the field and be an on-baller provided he can get over this glandular fever thing. yeah I was going to say I think he's going to miss the first few weeks yeah he's out um with a glandular fever, you don't know if he's going to be as good ever. 
Like oh. it's one of those uh, syndromes I can never actually get over. Is it really? I thought it was you know four weeks in bed and, and you're right. I, yeah. I have nothing to base that on. I was just guessing. From what I remember, it can. It's like Ross River. It can recur. Just come back. Uh, well, I, I dare say he's got the best possible care. So precisely, yeah. That's yeah. What I'm saying. He's, he, he'll be all right. A recurrence yeah. might just be a couple of percentage points, but who knows? Um, I think I've put down Zach Jones. I think Zach Jones, he's got a lot of physicality about him. And I yeah. think with some of the, uh, well, obviously Mitchell's gone. Um, McVeigh is probably getting a little bit older and uh, maybe in his yeah. last go round. He's gonna be injured too, more, McVeigh. McVeigh's injured. Yeah, there you go. Calf. Calf, old man injury that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's going to be more opportunities for Zach Jones um, to get a game. Yep. But uh, every time he's played, he's always impressed me, um, just his endeavour. Um, and obviously, he plays like his brother. Yeah. And his brother's a fucking legend. Yeah. So um, I think it's going to be a big year for him. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So the other then, who's on the chopping block um, with Sydney? Well, I've got Michael Talia. I think it's about time he, you know, it's pretty obvious. He's well, about injured, time he played a game? Injured and uh, decided he'd spend that time doing cocaine down some back alleys in Sydney and got busted. So, uh, you, know. Is, you know, there's always the rumours about a player with drugs and stuff like that. Yep. And then, nope, sold it to a cop. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> or bought it off a cop, either well, way. Yeah, well, anyway, the cops were there while he was doing cocaine. <laughs> so, not the smartest thing to do. So, he needs to really step up and do something. Otherwise, he's going to be a big dud from, uh, from that yep. trade. And it's a long way back. Yeah, in a team like where positions are a premium, you can't really just walk onto anywhere. Not just positions that are premium, but Sydney have really staked their claim with club culture and what they want. You know, yeah. they, they say the no dickheads policy. I mean, they almost coined that term. Yeah. Um, so when you get caught done and co- done and when you get caught with coke in your hand, um, and then you, you still haven't played a game, and you're not an NRL player, and you're not. A, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a long way back internally, and yep. let alone getting on the park and actually performing. Yeah. And I mean, been some problems in his past with internal turmoil as well. So that as well. <laughs> let's just say he's uh, two strikes down, and I don't know how he's on a third one, and he's on his fourth. Yeah. Um, I've also put uh, well, McVeigh just on age. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's sort of there, but um, he's being relieved of the cap- uh, captain's duties this year. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a great move because yeah. Josh Kennedy, like th- uh, Josh Kennedy, should have won the Norm Smith last year. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. Um, and I think he is the best player, uh, the best leader in that side now um, mm. and will yep. be for the next five or so years. Yeah, and I think so, McVeigh is always there to pop up and do do a role that he needs to play. He's a wise head. But um, yeah, I really like that he's moved the captaincy on. I think though it helps to have that cap, the former captain still around just to, for the new yeah. captain to lean on if necessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, or just to, to ask advice on the other captain's duties because captains obviously have to do a lot of off-field stuff um, be it sponsors or leadership groups and all that kind of stuff and also to hand over the authority because if the younger players are used to looking up to you know bloke A and he says no no mate this guy's job now you can you have that built in edification yeah I I agree but I also think that Joey Kennedy doesn't need that it's it's not like when Melbourne when they handed it over to you know uh, Jack Grimes and Jack Trangove where most of the other kids are going him he's Like, I play more games than both of them put together. Um, no wanker in boat shoes. <laughs> um, I've also put down Dean Towers. Um, yeah. There were only a couple of losses last year for Sydney um, yep. on the last kick of the day, basically. And a lot of them could have been avoided if not for dumb decisions. And yep. Dean Towers, unfortunately, got singled out for a few of them. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to get that reputation um, because then it can become... Uh, what do you call it? Confirmation bias. Exactly. Because yeah. um, yep. then every time you make a mistake, you're like, ah, oh, see, can't handle the pressure. Yep. Uh, 
Dean Towers is one of them and Jack Darling's the other one over at West Coast. Yeah, then it becomes a thing. It, it does, exactly, mm-hmm. very, very quickly. The other one I see on the chopping block, and this is going to be a bit bit harsh, but uh, Gary Don't, Rowan no. uh, coming back from long-term injury with the back. He's going to he's gonna really have to work his ass off to slot into that side. Well, to be honest, they need to rock up to work to fire him. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, there is that. Um, his pace is his greatest asset and he was lucky when he did come back or not lucky sorry he was when he did come back from injury last year he still had that blistering pace yeah um, but didn't have a good grand final by any means yeah um, wasn't alone there either yeah and I mean he's just waiting for him to get injured again yeah. like, he just knows yeah. what's going to happen well speaking of that they've got Alex Johnson who looks like yeah. he might play this year hasn't played since 2012 Jesus um, with knee reconstruction after reconstruction and then infection and then God knows what else the poor bastard. Um, if he plays one game, that's a win. Um, that's all he's <laughs> looking for. They're just trying to get something on the return on their investment there. Well, you, you looked after him for so bloody long. <laughs> yeah. How do you see the other Jack? Kieran? Brandon. Brandon? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think he needs to step up um, a, a little bit bigger. He, he's looked okay at times. Hmm. Um, but he's... Uh, I don't know if playing uh, on the same team as Kieran actually hurts him. Yeah, it's a bit of the Shane Harvey syndrome to me. Yeah, um, Justin Crawford. Yeah. So it's funny, like, you get Legends of the Game and they're, they're like, oh, yeah, did you know his brother also and played? his brother. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, to be honest, I, I, Brandon Jack's only 22. But he didn't play last year, has only played about 10 games a season since coming on. So I I, I think the only thing keeping him at City at the moment is the fact that uh, John Lomar doesn't want the call from his parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very likely, I think. Um the other uh, on the chopping block, and this might be a little bit weird, um, is Stewie Jew. Not on the chopping block for anything other than I think there'll be a lot of coaching positions open yeah. um, at the end of the year. And he's <laughs> whenever a new coaching position is open, they actually wait for Stewie Jew to say no. Well, they have the yeah. last couple of years. Um, the succession plan has always been, you know, he's eventually going to take over for Longmire. Yeah. Um, but... He, if there are, he may not have to wait so long. He might not have to wait so long, and there might be like um, career-wise going to Collingwood's not a bad often uh, option. There's a lot of money there. There's a lot of resources there. If it's offered, yeah. like you got to think about that, and there's a good chance that that's going to be offered by before the end of the year. And especially if, uh, well, let's be honest, Collingwood's list is pretty fucking good. It's not bad. Yeah. So uh, he could definitely turn that team around. <laughs> Um, like if he got offered the, the Brisbane role, and I'm pretty sure he did get offered the Brisbane role, like he can just go, you know what, I'll wait. Yeah, I think he's got a standing offer for that one. <laughs> um, so I, I've only put him down because um, he's he's always been the next Sydney coach, but yeah, maybe he wants to coach sit in the big chair next year as opposed to five years time. Yeah, that's fair. Well, he's done his apprenticeship. Absolutely, he has. It's funny though. Like um, some players make fantastic coaches, but not in the way you think they would. Like, uh, I don't imagine Stewie Jew being too cerebral. He was one of those blokes who was, get the ball, kicking it fucking long. Yep. But, um, but he did that fucking well. Yeah, he did that absolutely <laughs> brilliantly. But then again, some of the players that were, you know, mediocre have turned out to be brilliant coaches. Yeah, there's no tried and true method, is there? I no, think. you get, you know, superstars like Liam Matthews, who are players and coaches. Yeah, and Malcolm Blight. Yeah, yep. Malcolm Blight. Uh, but they're kind of where it ends, as far as I can remember, the modern era. For abs- oh, well, um, yeah, it is hard, because the... Most of the homegrown superstars in the last five or six years have been a little bit of failures. In well, yeah. in Voss, Heard, Buckley, Buckley. Knights, <laughs> <laughs> Matty Knights is unlucky. Dean Laidley. 
But yeah, there hasn't really been um, a superstar player, superstar coach. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, John Worsfold is the last one I can think of. Chris Scott, maybe? He wasn't really yeah. super. Not, he, he probably would have been a superstar in another team, but in the team that had, you know, Voss Black, uh, Brown, all those well, guys, I mean, Even though I don't rate Longmire as a coach, he did win a Coleman medal. And yeah. he won a couple of premierships as a player. So you can't say he's a bad player by yep. any stretch. We got one. Um, so on that then, where do we see Sydney finishing in 2017? I see them sliding backwards, not because they're going to be any worse, but I think other teams are going to be better. Yeah. Um, other teams are going to make that leap forward. Um, so precisely, I have them at fourth. So only a small slide. Yeah. yeah it's well, still I'm, top four. I'm definitely not going, not going going forward. <laughs> um, so I've got them slotting in at third place. Uh, yeah, but it's not because... Yeah, I think there's another couple of teams that are just going to put, put their nose ahead of them. Uh, Sydney, I think... I mean, surely by this point, someone's got to come up with a game plan that can, can really crack up in that midfield. So yeah. I figure that just from exposure to that same game plan, someone else has got to have the team that's going to be able to show everyone else how it's done. I think that happened to Hawthorne like a long time ago. Waiting for it to happen to Sydney and their midfield. See, it's funny. I can still see them getting 16 wins. I just think other teams will too. Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. They had 17 wins and finished first last year. I can see them getting 17 wins this year and finishing third or fourth. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think there's a couple of other sides that have actually improved. Or like The good thing about Sydney is there's not that many that are near retirement. Um, yeah. age-wise. Mm. I mean, there's McVeigh, probably Grundy down back is, is getting there, and yeah. you know, there's a couple of others, but they've got the young lads coming through. Um, so their improvement will come from within. Um, but having said that, like, yeah, I, I still see them getting 17, close to 17 wins, but yeah, I've got them down as third. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, if they can, their best is probably still up there for a premiership standard. Yeah, mm, definitely. I mean, no team's going to come into playing Sydney thinking, oh, we got this. You got this, yeah. Well, I mean, this is year four with Buddy uh, and the, the most famous contract, I think, in the AFL history. Yeah, holy um, shit, it's year four. Damn. Year four. Um, they need a premiership to justify that contract, I, I still believe. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Never mind, you know, it's a, there's 18 teams and not everyone wins a premiership and it's a team game, blah, 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 blah. That's a big chunk of the salary cap taken and... Uh, he's going to be better in the first half of this contract than he is in the last half of it, obviously. Yeah. But the thing is, too, the full forward at Sydney is traditionally being a marketing position as well. You look at, you know, Warwick Capper, Plugger Locker, Barry Hall. Simon Mitten Connell. Yeah. <laughs> old, old he, he set the standard for hyphenated names. Um, and then, obviously, Buddy Franklin. Um, they're probably one of the few players to get recognised <laughs> around yep, the city. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think definitely Buddy Franklin will go down as better than all bar one of those guys yeah yeah uh, easy i think he already is um yeah. and uh only the except only... for warwick Capper, he'd probably think that he's ahead of buddy he still does yeah uh buddy's obviously a more all-around player than um plugger yeah i, I think it's fair I, to say i have yeah. seen buddy out of the 50 yeah yeah um and i think buddy's more dangerous when he goes down the ground too because his field passing is unbelievably yeah, good is. and he's deceptively quick for quick for a bloke his size i i think the uh, ability to bulk as well you ask kyle hooker how quick he is <laughs> that poor bastard is sick of seeing him run down the wing oh jeez, it's fun to watch though yeah not for kyle <laughs> I, I th he's actually mentioned it on twitter a few more is times <laughs> when buddy got traded he said thank god now i don't have to watch that fucking highlight anymore <laughs> i may have put the fucking in there for him but he certainly wrong. thought it <laughs> Um, all right, I think that'll do us for Sydney. So, top four finish from all of us um, yeah. for them, and they'll be dangerous yeah. again come uh, the business end of the season. Good yeah. luck, guys. Don't uh, hit the ski, ski slopes too soon. Peace. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.